The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, December 23rd. If you are watching with us on YouTube, we go live, of course, after every, well, almost every primetime game or uh, you know standalone game. We will not be live on Christmas as a programming note. If you are listening to the podcast, happy Christmas Eve. It is Friday, December 24th. We're going to break down a pretty wild uh, start to week 16 featuring the 49ers and the Titans joining me to do so. Oh, and also, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, they have added five-star ratings. Give us a Christmas present or a holiday present, whatever holiday you celebrate, and give us a five-star rating. Or they added ratings and give us a five-star rating. Joining me to break down this game, John Breach and Ryan Wilson. Or Ryan Wilson and John Breach, excuse me. That was weird. Uh, what's up, fellas? I have two festive trees behind me. Breach has one big fat festive tree on his Christmas shirt. Very nice, Breach. I like that little. It doesn't really look like a shirt so much as it's a sweatshirt. Uh, something that uh, it is also not a sweatshirt. It, it is like a Christmas onesie. You guys clearly didn't get my email about wearing uh, Christmas pajamas for the show tonight. Thanks. It looks like something that somebody would wear to a furry convention. It's a, it's a whole a plushie, a plushie convention, if you will. There it is. There it is. Does it? Uh, oh my god! Give does it a, have? Hey, give us stand up back up and give us a full turn. All right, it, it's it a whole onesie. The, uh, give us does, a full turn, breach. Does it have the the feeties too? The footies? <laughs> this is creepy. Look at he looks like a Ewok. <laughs> He's an happening? Ewok. Look at this guy. <laughs> and that, folks, is why you subscribe to the Holy YouTube channel in the daytime. You don't see that every day. Merry Christmas, people. This this podcast is rated uh, <laughs> MA seventeen. <laughs> Do not PG let your children 13, watch. Yeah, Merry no. Christmas, guys. That's that's what that's what I was telling you. Breach to the are the feet enclosed? I can't remember what those are called. Those are called footy pajamas, Ryan, and that's what uh, my toddler wears. So no, the, f- the feet are not enclosed. I thought you guys shared clothes. Oh, oh, up high, down hard. I walked right Christmas. into that one. Uh, you walked sure. right into that one. That, is, that does look comfortable. I'll give you that. No, I'm comfortable. Just like right. everyone else in Nashville after tonight's game. Oh, oh, what a big jam. Wallace took it in his hands and said, up, up, and away. I actually let both those dunks go on so I could get a tweet out about the live show. John Breach's onesie. Uh, Breach, Breach, I love it. An orange <laughs> Ewok, says Clarence Yee, and that's exactly what I what I thought as well. Uh, oh, Patrick Sheely wants to know about a furry convention. <laughs> uh, there was a joke about it on 30 Rock. When Liz Lemon goes up to the, the uh, to, she's, uh, I think, a reader at, uh, oh, God, what's the day? Because this character's name. Anyway, uh, she goes up there and she's like, she sees this like handsome guy. She's like, hey, you, you were my date for the wedding right now. I got to get rid of this other guy. And he's like, oh, I like that we're being honest. I'm a plushie. So that's how I know. That's the only reason I would know. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Although Bre- I would say Breach's outfit looks quite comfortable. Adult onesies. I'm here for him. That's so. Funny. 49ers, Titans, Titans win 20 to 17 after a furious 
second half comeback. I don't know about Furious. Semi-Furious second half comeback. Kyle Shanahan's Furious right now. The comeback was we it, it was slow motion, but it, it came on and didn't well, stop. I mean, the the first half was an absolute domination. I believe that the uh, Titans had like 35 yards at halftime. And there was and, about seven to ten points left on the board. Yeah, and... Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they could have scored a lot more points. And and the the thing is with that sort of game where if you get um if you get Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers with a big a big lead, you would think that they can lean into that run game. Debo Samuel, Jeff Wilson, who looked awesome in the first half and just pushed the ball down the field. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't great. And AJ Brown just frankly took over in this game. I mean, he he had uh, uh 55 yards in the first half, excuse me. Looking at the first half summary, 191 to 55. The Titans were three of seven on third down at halftime. The, the uh, 49ers were one of four. I mean, just they they just couldn't. They were one of three in the red zone. Tennessee didn't even make it to the red zone. That was the issue. Yeah, well, third in the red zone. Shan, uh, Shanahan. I don't want to blame him for the throws. Jimmy Garoppolo missed a wide open Kyle Juszczyk for what would have been a walk in touchdown, a moonwalk touchdown, and a Christmas onesie. He would have made that. So it looks so easy. Do the interception in the end zone. Horrible the, interception in the end on the zone. second drive. Like I don't know if that's on Kittle or who it is, but it was it was ugly either way. Threw a terrible interception in the second half, early on. So uh, Breach and I were on HQ on Wednesday because you know Brinson refused to work, and we couldn't talk up the 49ers and Garoppolo and Shanahan, the running game enough. They had been five and one coming into this game, and it looked like they were going to be six and one, and going to blow out the Titans, and then. You know, you three passes later, that's a wrap. And I don't know, like, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill was drunk in the first half and he took some sober up medicine at halftime. Like, I don't know what happened, but these teams switch uniforms at halftime. And Tannehill came out a blazing. You mentioned AJ Brown. Debo Samuel might be the best player in football, by the way. That guy can do everything. But uh, the defense picked it up. Bud Dupree play, is playing well. They signed him in the offseason, coming off the ACL injury. Uh, he came back last week for the first uh, after missing some games with an ab- abdomen injury, abdominal injury. So, again, I say it every week. We don't know what team's going to show up on a given week, and this week it's no, the going to show up in a given half. In a given half, in a given series. So, yeah, yay, Tennessee. Uh, Breach, you picked the 49ers because I heard you can't go back on it. What's your excuse? Uh, my excuse is that I did not know their offense would just get on the flight home at halftime. How was I supposed to know that, Wilson? I thought – Fair enough. Uh, there was no, and it is, you have to blame this loss on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, obviously the defense could have played a little bit better, but they shut the Titans out in the first half. What more do you want? If you hold a team to 20 points, you think your offense can do enough to win. And you mentioned those first three possessions. If he hits, uh, if he doesn't throw the interception at minimum, they get a field goal on that drive because they're inside the 10 yard line. Uh, if he doesn't miss his wide open receiver for a touchdown on that third possession, that's a walk in touchdown. He, he literally could have crawled in for the touchdown before anyone could have got there to tag in a him. Christmas onesie in a Christmas. He could have changed into a Christmas onesie <laughs> and then still made it to the end zone. So at a minimum, it should have been 17, nothing uh, at that point. And I think if it got to 17, nothing, I think, that, well, I think 20, nothing because they should have gotten a field goal out of the interception that Jimmy G threw. In the, like, don't turn the ball over there. You have to come away with a field goal there. You cannot throw an interception there. Wait, wait, well, he's what? saying that the first interception, at worst case, you get a field goal on the, in yeah, the red yeah, zone. Yeah. 
Right, and right, it, right, right. And then you're That's saying a, if he makes a good throw to use check, it's a walk or stroll. It's, it's a walk yeah. touchdown. So after three possessions, so uh, yeah, on the possession where Jimmy threw the interception, oh, yeah. I'm not giving them a touchdown. I'm saying they're inside the ten yard line. That's a field goal. That isn't like yeah. you're giving at least a field goal. And so if you go up seventeen nothing, the Titans I think are done. And so they didn't because oh, of I got confused. bad throws by Jimmy. And it wasn't, you know, you look at the stats and, and two interceptions is horrible. Missing a, a wide open guy for a touchdown is horrible. But then he, there was also a dropped interception. There was, I mean, he had a couple more bad throws. He was benefiting. His numbers were okay because, uh, you know, guys like Tebow Samuel getting huge yards after catch. Uh, but this was just, this was the game. I think everyone who isn't sold on the 49ers was waiting for Jimmy Garoppolo to have and it just happened to be on national television the day before Christmas Eve. And so a lot of people were probably watching. And now a lot of yeah. people are probably thinking, I cannot take the 49ers uh, as a serious playoff contender. Like, sure, they'll get to the playoffs, but I don't, or serious Super Bowl contender. So, Brent, let me ask you this, because Raymond Kidder asked this in the chats. Any thought in you know, the chat? Any thoughts that the Titans offense just needed a couple quarters uh, to mesh after being injured for so long? For so long? That's a fair point, because offensive line was a piecemeal group. That, uh, I, I think um, I, I don't know that it's that necessarily. I think it might be more of the the play calling in the first half and the deficit, the double digit deficit at halftime. They came out, and I think that maybe Mike Vrabel went to Todd Downing and said, "Hey, bro, listen, you're going to throw AJ Brown the ball. Like you're just going to dial up plays to throw AJ Brown the ball because that's sort of what they did. And the 49ers defense did a horrible job of adjusting early on. They didn't, after the first couple of catches, they still kept leaving AJ Brown in single coverage. He also had a massive OPI on a, on a huge third down conversion, but that's neither here nor there. He ended up having a huge game and it wasn't until late when they doubled him. And at that point, the, the, uh, the Titans started getting, like Jeff Swaim and Michael, Michael Pruitt open in the middle because they the 49ers have rotated so much coverage over to A.J. Brown that these tight ends that you don't hear about ever were kind of running wide open. So I, I think it was more about a lack of adjustment from Kyle Shanahan and his staff and good adjustments by Mike Vrabel and his staff that, that and, and all of a sudden the 49ers are on their heels and they're losing – and they have to start throwing instead of doing. They never got the 49ers never got a chance to really settle in and do what they wanted to do because yeah, well they did in the first half. How do you adjust, make adjustments as Kyle Shanahan when your quarterback decides to be terrible? You put I'm in your that, other quarterback that you drafted the third overall pick. Okay, I'm saying that the the 49ers game plan coming in coming in was sound, and it got them a lead. And at that point, what we've seen for San Francisco in their winning streak or their, their, this run where they've been winning games is that at that point, they start to really, you lean into the ground game. You, you know, you, you, you move the change, you melt the clock, you pound the football, and you force your, your opponent to become one-dimensional. But the Titans came out, and they get the field goal. It's actually a decent stop by the, the 49ers offense, or defense, excuse me. And then immediately, Jimmy G makes a terrible interception. Touchdown by the Titans. It's ten to ten. And I think it's just one of those where your head starts spinning, and and, and well, and that was literally ninety seconds of game time where it went from ten to nothing to ten to ten. All. Yeah. And another thing, uh, kind of the point of what the the listener asked on the question about maybe AJ Brown just trying to get your chemistry back because he'd been out for a few weeks with on injured reserve. It also could be you know the Titans didn't have their starting left guard, their starting left tackle. They thought their offensive line was just going to be a giant hole 
in this game where it was just going to seep and, and Tannehill was going to get crushed. And it felt like they were trying to take, uh, just make short passes in the first half because they didn't know how long Tannehill was going to have time to throw. And they thought he might get killed back there if they tried to start throwing downfield. And it feels like at halftime, Tannehill said, guys, I actually have time to throw. The line's holding up well. We can do a little bit more in the second half. And then it was like uh, the offensive staff was like, all right, well, let's rewrite the playbook. Let's start going downfield. And uh, on two out of every three throws, you need to go to A.J. Brown. And and so, I mean, it was just unbelievable what the Titans weren't able to do in the first half and then turn around and do what they did in the second half. I think that um, your boy Randy Bullock tried his best to miss that final kick. Oh <laughs> that was God. close. That was so close. That was all I could hear in my head was, oh, he missed. <laughs> That's all he yeah. heard. Well, and so the, the other thing is the 49ers third possession. So their se- second possession, excuse me. So their first possession of the second half, it's 10 to three. Jimmy G first, th- first play is an interception. I mean, it's just, you can't, you can't do that. The second, the second possession, they go eight plays, 45 yards or 35 net yards, excuse me, and get two first downs. They have a fourth and one. They're going for it. Trent Williams gets called for a false start. And so they have fourth and six at Tennessee's 40. And at that point, they go for it anyway. I know that you don't want to kick it because that's what, a 56-yard field goal, 57-yard field goal? Yeah, that's fine. It was a, it was a tough the, – the pass was impossible to catch. You could have thrown a yeah. better ball. But it's great. And Greg Olson, awesome on this call. He points out if Jimmy G puts the ball – if he, he said he needed – the way he described it, and former receiver, former pass catcher, um, Olson said – Call him a tight end. What's that? You can call him a tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight end. Great tight end. Um, loved watching Greg Olson in Carolina. Anyway, he said that uh, Garoppolo needed to read Ayuk's body language better, understand that the ball needs to be on his chest, and then once you get it there, you sort of dive between the defenders after you settle in that zone. And um, something in passing. It. Yeah, something in passing that you mentioned. Olson did a great job. Like, you, you know, sometimes you just sort of listen to his background. He's, he's, he's good every week. He's really good. He understands what's going on, and he's informative. And I think if you're just an average fan, or, you know, us who are probably average plus, let's be honest, we're not experts. It's enjoyable to listen to. I will say this. You mentioned uh, that play. Another play, because you mentioned Trent Williams, I think it was the first half. You can correct me. But Bud Dupree was offsides, yes. or he jumped early. And Trent Williams, in order to save his quarterback's life, had to hold him. Now, his hand grazed the face mask. You can even argue that it got got the face mask. And by Trent Williams trying to save Jimmy G's life with the the face mask, which is a 15-yard penalty, it supersedes the five-yard um, offsides, which correct one caused the other. It was third and 11 on Tennessee's 21. Now, they my, ended up making the field goal. But my point is this. If the penalty that happens subsequent to the first penalty is a result of the, the first penalty – you're trying to save the uh, life of your quarterback. Agree completely. It's insane. It should just be what no is the... worst case. It should be no play. Like right. there's no way in hell you enforce the 15 yards on the guy who only causes only grabs a face mask because so, like so if I just if you just sprint off sides past somebody and just throw your hand into their or throw your face into their hand and they grab your face mask, it's 15 yard. I mean that's ridiculous. And I don't even know what the they, they said the. I think the official said it, maybe it's on the telecast. The 15-yard penalty supersedes the five-yard penalty. Not all the time. Sometimes there are two penalties on a play, and one is worth more yards than the other, and it's a it's a reset. I think it's um, 10 and 5 that are offsetting. 15 Why? and 10? For, yeah, yeah. 10 and 5 or 15 and 10. 
Why? I, I don't, I don't, I, because usually a 15 is an egregious penalty and a five yard penalty is usually a run of the mill. You know, it's, that's idiotic. That's something that they Ryan, should, that's something that somebody we didn't write the rule book. We didn't write the rule book. That's you look that, like the person that wrote the rule book. They probably weren't a snowman onesie when they did it. And eggnog and tequila. Yes. There's probably logistical reasons for it, but they need to build a function into the rule book that says if, if a, if a, you know, if, if, if an off, if an offsides induces a hold or a face mask, it's, it's, it probably never happened before, but I'm watching it thinking, well, Trent Williams just saved Jimmy Garoppolo's life because Bud Dupree had four steps to the quarterback. Now he could let Jimmy G get killed. And then what? Then we're complaining about they're not protecting the quarterback. So well, and, and the other thing too, is if offenses would not want you to blow the play dead, because this doesn't usually happen. You want the free play as, you know, as, a. Uh, uh, Patrick Seeley pointed out in, in the chat. And by the way, if you're in the chat, smash that like button. Let's get him up. Uh, maybe we'll give away a hat or something like that. But, um, you know, you get those free plays. Aaron Rodgers makes a killing on those. Patrick Mahomes makes a killing on those. Uh, A.J. Brown caught one from Ryan Tannehill on a free offsides play earlier this evening that was a huge uh, a play that could get, that helped to jumpstart the Titans offense. So, you know, I think that you – it's tough. You can't blow every offsides dead because the offense wants the shot at the free play when they jump offsides. But if you hold somebody as like a function of them going offsides, then that shouldn't be held. That you shouldn't lose 15 yards as a result of that. So that would have been offsetting had it just been a regular hold. Also stupid. He was trying to save Jimmy Garoppolo's life. And look, this of all the things that the officials are, I'm, I'm to be mad at them about. This yeah, isn't this at the top is, of the list. Just, they they correctly called it. They got what, it right. What point of the game was that? Uh, where was it? You're it was uh, second quarter with um, nine forty left, so it became third and twenty six. Oh no, they got a drive. They got a field goal on the drive. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I, I mean, they're probably settling for a field goal anyway, but it, it's third and eleven. You know, if you yeah, so you get uh, it's not well, right. It's percent. third and eleven. If the refs had blown the play dead like they do sometimes, yes. then six. Williams can't get penalized, and it's right. yeah, it's third and six, which is much more. And, well, and the the next play was a six yard pass to Debo Samuel. Which would have been first huh. down. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that stuck out to me is just annoying. I know, I get it. I understand that how the rules work and all that, but it, it's, no, it's it's dumb that Bud Dupree jumped off sides, and the 49ers had to back up 15 yards. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if it's third and long, maybe it makes sense to jump off sides. And worst case, you get offsetting because he's going to have to hold you because otherwise you're going to cream the quarterback. Yeah, but you can also get like an unsportsmanlike. Yeah. I guess. Or there should just be a clause in the rule book that says if the guy who jumped off sides gets uh, the offense commits a penalty on him, it that's, they cancel that's what each I other out. Yeah. There should be a, or or even I mean, or even it's just like pick up the flag. Like the, 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 I mean, he can't grab his face mask and yank him to the ground. I mean, and he didn't. He was trying to block him. He was so far past him. He didn't really have a choice. Yeah, he but, didn't want him to get a free shot on Tana or I, on I just, Jimmy. I right. just think I think Trent Williams, who has been maybe the best left tackle, probably the best left tackle in football, maybe the best lineman in football this Should've year. Should have won comeback player of the year. Should have won comeback player of the year last year. He, I think he just jumped back in his normal stance, but Dupree was so yeah, he was gone up and, and was going so low that he got his hand out. He's just like, what the hell? Like, I didn't, you know, he's like, I didn't mean to grab his face mask. Right. You know. Yeah, that was that was annoying. But anyway, um, okay, ho ho ho. You know, it is the uh, the season of giving. What are you going to give me? Well, I'm not going to give you anything. My onesie. But I will say that if I were wanting to give some, a, a great present to someone I loved, uh, like, not like you guys, 
Um, you yeah. love us. I'm just kidding. I love you. That's but, messed uh, up. Look, I mean, my point being is that we have all had a chance to try out ButcherBox. And when it comes to the hot, to the meat, it will be the centerpiece of your holiday meals. Quality matters. When you invest in high-quality meat from ButcherBox, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. ButcherBox sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind, and they deliver to you. We have all tried some ButcherBox. I have a giant list of things. I'm not going to read everything that we've made with it, but I will say that one, they're, they're just, I mean, I know this is like simplistic, but like their ground beef is incredible. And if you get a bunch of them into your fridge, you don't have to sprint out to the teeter or the Wawa or the whatever the Wedgman's, the Wegmans. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, I've made, I mean, quesadillas, tacos with that. That was fantastic. Um, we did some Tex-Mex enchilada balls. I've been on a real Mexican kick, uh, lately. Also some, uh, some smothered chicken breasts. Was that a shot at breach? No, I, I love Mexican food. <laughs> um, anything, uh, anything you guys have made that you, uh, that stood out to you from your butcher box hall. We did some steak tips too. Oh my God. Those things are freaking delicious. Yeah. We went to town on the ground beef. We made some hamburgers that were absolutely fantastic. And like we like get food delivered through other services and it doesn't compare. I'm not, I'm not even just saying that it's legit. Amazing. It's and way better quality. We got two 50 pound boxes that were, that was delivered by a guy who looked like he lifted weights for a living. Like that's how heavy the meat was. And it was, I texted you guys when I got the picture, cause I got it first. Cause I'm the most important person on this podcast and everyone was blown away with how much meat it was. So I made the hamburgers. I didn't make it. My wife makes hamburgers. She's, she was, uh, that, I think was finally her payday for being married to me for 20 years. No, <laughs> I got meat. A hundred pounds of free meat. Uh, my delivery guy, I'm not even sure. He, he was like, he looks, he was like, what the, what is going on? Yeah. Here? What's going it's on like here? Dropped it, took Get weights delivered. Uh, <laughs> we've already gone through all the chicken. Like we use the chicken all the time. Um, we've made stir fry with it, which has been fantastic. Um, we still have the chicken wings. I think we're going to bust those out for Christmas. Um, Breach, what, what have you made? Well, we're busting out the chicken wings too. Maybe we should just have Ooh. Christmas dinner together. Dude, the, the beef is absolutely delicious. We love eating quesadillas because, like, we're just, you know, we have a 20 month old toddler and we like to eat with her and we're trying to give her adult food. And, like, she is just, she could be the spokesman for Butcher Box because she would not eat meat for the longest time. And then we gave her this little quesadilla. And, like Wilson was saying, the beef is just unbelievably good. I don't know what they do. Yeah. And she was just like, ah, this is the yummiest thing ever. So well, I think she's because it's it's because they don't there's no, it's not no process not no hormones it's just free, it's 100 free range yeah and now we've got the roasted chicken to thawing thawing de yeah. that's right that, that's gonna be chickens. our Christmas dinner tomorrow there you oh, go that's or, cool. on Saturday yeah I'm gonna take some uh, steaks up to my parents place and we're gonna grill uh, we're gonna grill steaks we up. actually my neighbor's uh, a foodie which is I guess the thing and we get we had so much we couldn't fit it all in our fridge so I gave him a a couple things and he he actually sent me a text and how blown away he was with it. Oh, I'm really? not just saying that because they give us stuff because we've had other sponsorships and my wife, she's like, all right, I don't need another 15 sweatshirts in the house. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't drink beer, so I enjoyed the beer, but this is something that we can all enjoy. Everyone eats and we haven't even touched the pork yet. Like she's really excited about cooking up the pork stuff. So I'll have to report back on that. But um, our, our freezer is packed to the gills with a uh, butcher box. And I, I like, for legitimately, I can't recommend it enough. Like I, I, I love it. I mean, it's it's fantastic, and it's it's like a lot of uh, meal services. Like you can you can cater what you want. You can get the number, the quantity of meat in your in uh, the box that you get each month, 
if you go to the website, they have recipes. Like you yeah, can they have a bunch of good recipes in there, sure. So and uh, the other thing I will say is that and my wife was literally complaining about this like two months ago before we even knew about Butcher Box, was that you know, all the supply chain issues that the grocery store just didn't have great meat anymore. She's like, Do we should we just become vegetarians because we can't find good meat? She was getting tired of and I think that's probably why our toddler wouldn't even eat the meat. I and think. then Butcher Box shows up and now we're just back full media. If we weren't doing a sponsored ad right now, I could say a million things about where Breach might <laughs> supplement his vegetable eating. <laughs> Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals, packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience, so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize your unbox and go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. And this holiday, Butcher Box is giving new members, hello, one pack of bacon for free in every box. I bet that is thick cut. Plus, $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership? What? That's free bacon for oh, free bacon for life and up to $100 off if you sign up for ButcherBox now at ButcherBox.com slash pick six. That's ButcherBox.com slash P-I-C-K-S-I-X. You can see how professional I am. I hadn't read all the way down there. You get free bacon for life and 100 bucks off. Go sign up, people. Get your meat. Anyhow. So, should... Is it weird that they never even considered Trey Lance coming into that game? They haven't played him in months. Weeks, yeah. Months. Maybe months, I guess. Yeah. It's it's been a long time. Well, you know, maybe he should have played defense though, because the 49ers other issue that we haven't even touched on was the fact they could not stop Tennessee on third down, on any third oh. down. Third and short, third and long. The Titans went nine to sixteen. Uh, I kept a handy list of all the third downs they converted. They converted a third and seven. A third and eight, three third and tens, a third and 11, a third and 15, and a third and 23. And here's a fun fact for you they're the only team in the NFL this season that converted five third downs of 10 yards or longer in the same game, and they converted six of them. So, I mean, I don't know how you let a team just convert third and long left and right like that. I mean, the third and 23 was just, it was just like the 49ers aren't winning. I think it was still 10 to 10 at that point. And you can't just let teams – it's such a momentum-changing uh, thing when that happens, and uh, it was ugly. Yeah, the first half I was like, uh, this Titans team looks terrible offensively. Second half I was like, uh, this Titans offense looks like the one that was running all over the Steelers last week in terms of uh, the Steelers not being able to get off the field. I, again, like I don't know what happened at halftime because both the offense and the defense did a 180 for both teams, and the 49ers looked like a team that – was, you know, they're a playoff team. Um, let's see what our guy Stephen O says. I had it up real quick. Stephen O says, before the game, there was a 91% chance they made the playoffs. Now it's, it's 80, 81%, 82%. So they're fine. But you but have both questions. These teams, both these teams still have the Texans left in their schedule, which, I mean, not a free win because we've seen them win three games, but still. Yeah, but, I mean, the point is both these teams are going to the playoffs. But for now, we feel better about, there it is from Stephen O, if you're watching on YouTube, um, and the, the Titans are going no matter what. They're going to win the division no matter what. It looks like at this point, 96.4%. Yeah. But again, next week, we might feel differently about both these teams because I, I don't know what to make. Well, I, I don't like, think that. Oh, and, and very quickly, we should note do you know who is definitely going to the playoffs as a result of this game? The Dallas Cowboys. That's right. The Cowboys clinched a playoff berth as a result of San Francisco losing to the Tennessee, which doesn't seem like it should be a thing, but it is. And so the Cowboys are locked into a playoff berth, probably going to win the division. The you know the Titans are now 99.3% to make the playoffs. 
I mean, a big drop, 10% uh, in these sports line simulations of San Francisco making it. Yeah, I but at feel, 82%, you have to feel pretty good about. Yeah, sure. You feel pretty good about it. I mean, yeah, you know, I think the bigger the bigger takeaway if you're if you're somebody who backed San Francisco like I did is that you if you just have concerns about what happens if Jimmy G doesn't show up. And and look, I, he's Jimmy G's in the in the I mean, I'm trying to think who else is in this this group, but it's the punching bag group of quarterbacks. When something Kirk goes Cousins. Over, Kirk Cousins um, you know, any, uh, any, uh, you know, who's the president of that? Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, the, the founding member, right? Founding member. Back. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. Yeah. When something goes wrong, it's like, hey, 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 let's dog them. I mean, Carson Josh Allen was a member for a while. Carson, oh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, for sure. And it's a lot of them and that's fine, but people want to, you know, and I'm not, I'm not ragging on people for getting their jokes off on Twitter or anything like that, but because I mean, Lord, uh, well, the 49ers now one in six this year when Jimmy Garoppolo throws at least one interception in the game. The first one terrible because it's red zone, but I, I'm not, I don't know if it was completely his fault. The second one, it, it was only his fault. No one else's. By the way, it, uh, sorry. So the losses they've got this year at Tennessee, at Seattle versus Arizona since the bye anyway, and versus Indianapolis. I mean, they're not bad losses. Not bad losses at all. What they have before the bye? Green Bay, Arizona, Seattle, and Green Bay. Yeah, but I think I mean, the point—the point, the really point is, you maybe like to see them beat a few good teams. You know, like they beat the Bengals, they beat the Rams. But oh, so Cincinnati is not a good team. Self dunk. I mean, seriously, that was a layup. Breach was to do a layup at, his, at the other end of the court, and somehow ended up under his own basket, and dunked on himself. <laughs> yeah, the change sides at halftime. <laughs> right down there, dunked on it. Um, yeah, but look, the 49ers are not guaranteed to make a playoff spot. They have the Texans. 82%. They're going to make it. Dude, that is not guaranteed by any stretch. They, I mean, obviously have to win January 2nd against the Texans at home. But they well, still play the Rams. That's not a lock. So you could be staring at nine and eight. Nine and eight's not, nine and eight is not, not a lock to get you in. Guaranteed to get you in. It's, the, it's an 82% chance to get in as we sit here. Sure. Because you have a you know a bunch of teams in the would you well let's go through it and by the way is Kirk Cousins going to end up being a close contact to Dalvin Cook that was a conversation earlier today oh that's true well Dalvin so, is going to miss the next two games I believe but Alexander Madison who's also not vaccinated cannot be uh, he won't be tested right why won't he has he already had it like Rogers yeah no he just came off the COVID list yeah he had a positive oh okay yeah he won't be if he had it I don't know if he's a close contact he can still. He can still be tested, I would imagine. But so the 49ers can no longer catch the Rams. They are yeah. rooting for or they can't get they, they're out of the, the division's toast now, right? I mean, they um and it was probably done. Yeah, anyway. they're not winning the division according to Steven O. Yeah. But I'm saying now they are rooted, they are fans of the Rams this this week because they want the Rams to beat the Vikings. They want all those seven and seven teams to lose Minnesota, Philly, and New Orleans. Because if those three teams lose they go back to where they were before tonight where they had this cushion. So the Vikings and uh, Saints both getting hit by COVID is like best case scenario for the 49ers. Because Ian Book starting for the Saints. Yep. And they're now underdogs against Miami on Monday night. Uh, Minnesota has lost Dalvin Cook in um, Minnesota. Anyway, Minnesota has COVID issues. And look, everybody's going to have COVID issues this week. It's going to be a very bizarre week for all of that. Uh, Philadelphia. I don't have COVID issues. I'm not hugging anybody. That's because you don't have to test for the next 90 days, Ryan. I'm not hugging anybody at Christmas. I'll tell you that much. You get an elbow pound from me, pal. Elbow pound. The Brits so, elbow pound. Here's the crazy thing. If if the Vikings, Eagles, and Saints all win, 
the 49ers will be on the outside looking in going into week 17. They won't be in one of the top seven spots. Mm. So the Rams remain on their schedule. And who else? Houston, said, they were guaranteed three seconds ago. So Houston Texans, is that what you said? Yeah, the Rams and the Texans. Yeah, so they'll be nine and eight. And okay. Stephen O thinks they're getting in at 82%. So if you have an issue with math, take it up with Socrates or whoever you'd learn. Well, I mean, the Saints, can't they get the nine and eight? They have to play the Dolphins, Panthers, no, the and Saints Falcons. are starting Ian Book. Yeah, so if they lose that, they have the Panthers and Falcons after that. They can't get the nine and eight. The Saints can easily beat the Dolphins. The Eagles still have the Giants in Washington. They can't get to nine and eight. The Eagles are going to replace the Vikings. I honestly think the Vikings the Vikings have the most difficult route, the nine and eight. So unless all they right, upset right, the Rams, give, right, so we're going to give all the the seven to seven teams a win this week, just for for sake of this. You doing team. your little computer? We're giving thing. the Vikings over the Rams. Just let's just yeah, that's they're three point dogs at home. They can win that game for sure. The we're going to three point dogs at home never win, Brenton. That's just that's, that's a joke. <laughs> the Titans are three point dogs at home. So uh, San Francisco, we're going to give over Houston in week 17. Mm. Vikings at Green Bay. I'm, I'm going to take the Packers there. That's a that's an Aaron Rodgers slaughter special. Yeah, I mean, right? come is on. that week 17 or week 18? Week 17. Okay. Stop it. Breach. I'm going to take, take the Saints to beat the Panthers at home. I feel like we can all agree that that's fine, right? Likely. And, and this is unless rough. Sam Darnold starts. This look. This is a rough. We're just going to see how this shakes out. If based on the, go ahead, go ahead. Just because strength of victory won't be calculated into this because we're only doing these couple of games. And then uh, what do we say? Philadelphia gets at Washington, Philly. I'll take Philly. Taylor Heineke hasn't played in a while. All right. So at this point, it would be uh, Eagles and Saints in. And then week 18, we get the Saints at the Falcons. I don't know who's winning that game. I mean, either team could win that game. The Falcons already beat the Saints. Well, let's give it to the Saints. Okay, we'll give it to the Saints just for the sake of uh, of making things interesting, spicy, spicy. The Vikings loss. Oh, they play the Bears at home. No. Give them a win. We're gonna give them a win. And the 49ers are at the Rams. 49ers by two touchdowns. Rams by seventeen. <laughs> it would basically come down to, I believe. Again, based on just yeah. So if the 49ers won that, they'd be ten and seven. They would get in along with the the Saints. Are you making make them all the, nine? The, the Eagles won. They'd get in too at ten and seven. Make them all they, nine and seven. Have the Cowboys at home. Make them all nine and seven. I thought that's what we we're gonna do. Well, ten and seven. We were all ten and seven. Ten and seven. Sorry, yeah. So ten yep. and seven. What happens? Um, the problem is, oh yeah. Oh, actually, we can actually do this. No, nah, I don't. Yeah, we can. Philly gets a six seed. What? Wins a tiebreak over New Orleans and San Francisco based on best win percentage in conference games. Wow. And, and then it didn't give seen. me a... Oh, and then why would New Orleans get it over... It didn't give me a list of why that. So it'd be... I have New to say it'd be strength of victory for New Orleans, but that's not... You can't calculate that without putting in every single game for the whole... Yeah, schedule. that's fine. So, All right. Yeah. Okay. In other words, San Francisco is... You have to win in week... This is, this is a bad loss for the 49ers with a double-digit lead at halftime. Well, if there are 82% chance to still make it, then Steven must feel like Steven almost feel like they're going to win two of the three games. Well, and real quick, sure, well, you mean one out of two? Uh, two out of, I guess the, I guess he feels pretty good about them winning out, or maybe he feels good about going one and two in the math for the other teams as such that they... That seems more likely that yeah. the, the other teams aren't... He, the math hey, doesn't add up for the other teams. So I will say the, the strength of victory... The 49ers are at 415 and the Saints are at 551. So, oh, right. So that, 
Right. And and the 49ers play the Texans. That's not going to help their strength of victory. So but I think now, the Saints probably have that over them. Now is where I want to go back to my point from, I don't know what night it was, but it was one night in the last week where I pointed this out recently. Yeah. You were talking to us for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we've been doing this every night for like two weeks. If the Cardinal, if the Colts beat the Cardinals on Christmas night and the Rams beat the Vikings on Sunday, and then the Cowboys beat the Cardinals and the Rams beat the Ravens. The Cardinals will be two games back of the Rams and unable to catch them in week 18 for the division, which means that the Rams will have clinched the division, at which point, as I said before, I really do think Sean McVay will consider sitting his starters because that's something he does aggressively in the preseason and in the final week of the season. Yeah, he won't consider it. He'll just do it. There'll be no considering. So what are the implications of that? What are you, where are you going? The, the 49ers, 49ers have a free win. And then the Rams with John Walford. There you go. That's what I'm saying. I think that is so these these two games this week make a huge difference because you know, I mean, look, the Rams, the Rams are at the Ravens and in week. And also seven, if eight, the Cardinals win, the Titans clinch the AFC South. Oh, that's true. That would be nice. Okay. All right. All right. Let's uh take a quick break. We'll come back and uh we'll we'll talk about some AFC seating as well. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Isn't it, uh, isn't it, uh, isn't it fun to go through like live on the, the playoff predictions? Nobody yes. really like that? Um, I like it better than the coin flip conversation for sure. Yeah, whatever. There's 5,000 of these. Frenton, how are you feeling about the 49ers right now before we start the AFC? Um, not as good as I was. I mean, I, I literally feel, I feel four, fine about him, which is sort of weird. Yeah, but you were always never on the four hours bus. You got hit by the four hours bus, and Brinson was driving it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I laughed at you as you ran yeah. you over. And, but now Wilson like took a knife and flattened the tires, and you're about to crane off a cliff. So, uh, I don't, I don't really feel. Uh, <laughs> we're driving back from media night in the San Francisco Super Bowl. What are you going to do? Oh, <laughs> uh, we always died that night. And I don't feel that. I mean, look, the the Titans, the Titans had a great second half. I, I'm disappointed in the coaching and disappointed in the defense. Disappointed Why the coaching? Like, I don't know what Shanahan's supposed to do when this quarterback decides to throw. Start double-teaming A.J. Brown. Do what Do what the Ravens did to Devontae Adams last week. Put, Put two, guys guys on AJ, two guys on A.J. Brown. Don't, don't let A.J. Brown beat you. He's beating you on every big play. Jimmy Garoppolo beat them. That's who beat them. Jimmy G, Jimmy G had some really bad throws in that game. He had a great at, drive to tie it up at the end. At he one point the, early in the game, Greg Olson was saying uh, Jimmy G is like always happy. And I'm thinking if I look like Jimmy G, I'd be happy all the time too. Even if I am just a mediocre quarterback. 
So I don't know if he's still happy now, but I, that that's a thought that crossed my mind when, you know, yeah, good for good looking people. They're happy. Yeah. What are they supposed to be? Yeah. So right, the, on the AFC side of things, Tennessee moves up to the number two seed. New England three. Buffalo is still seven now. That's a huge that, win for Tennessee because New England plays Buffalo. And that could affect uh, New England, obviously, sure. and affect Buffalo, clearly. But in terms of uh, the conversation for that, for who did, who did the Pats lose to last? The Colts. Oh, right. Yeah. So that, that game is looming large as well. At this point, every game looms large. Well, but- it's a huge win for Tennessee because four days ago we were talking about them. It was possible they might not win the division. The Colts were going to catch them. Yeah. Colts were plus 475 odds. And we were thinking, man, the Titans might go one and two. And if they do that, the Colts can win the division by going three and zero. Now, if you're Tennessee, all you have to do is beat the Texans and you're in the playoffs. You win one of your final two games. You have the Dolphins and the Texans. If you lose the Dolphins, whatever, as long as you beat the Texans, who are a really bad team. So you just have to win one of your final two games. And you know, when Mike Vrabel got the news, whatever, two or three weeks ago, that Derrick Henry would probably be able to come back for the playoffs. All he was thinking was, oh, my God, we just have to survive long enough to make it to the playoffs because when they have Derrick Henry, they are probably the best team in the AFC. I mean, we saw all the teams. They, they beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. They just they beat every good AFC team when they had Derrick Henry. And then you take him out, and they're still beating teams like the 49ers. Um, so, right. yeah. And when you mentioned they beat the Chiefs, that's where it gets interesting because the Titans' schedule – and look, the, let's bear in mind the Titans have lost to the Texans and the Jets. They have five losses on the season. The Titans are not afraid to lose to a bad team. You know who else lost to the Jets? Uh, no, can you tell me? Uh, team in Cincinnati called the Bengals. <laughs> oh, we missed! I guess I shouldn't play the Randy Bullock drop when he hits a walk-off field goal in my Super Bowl team. But um, anyway. Yeah, you know what, Wilson? What? The tight, the Jets have a strength of victory of 488. That's better what you're going than the with? Pa- better than the Patriots and the Titans. That's what you're going with, Santa Claus? Steelers? They beat good teams. That's it. <laughs> All right, go ahead with the Chiefs and the Titans. Point being is Tennessee now has the Dolphins at home next week on a mini buy, and then in Week 18 they're at the the Texans. There is some buzz that we might see Derrick Henry there. The you know AJ Brown is back. If they beat the Dolphins, I think there is a very little chance Derrick Henry Henry plays unless. The one seed is in play, but yeah, I think, yeah, this is my but, but only if they win and get it. If they have to win and rely on like what the Chiefs do, that that seems like too much risk to put Derrick Henry in there. Probably the Chiefs host the Steelers on Sunday afternoon. Of course, uh, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey both dealing with COVID issues, so the Chiefs should have a COVID issue. They don't have a kid. They don't have Harrison Bucker. That's a big deal. I think they're at the Bengals and at the Broncos. It wouldn't be crazy if the Chiefs slip up. And it gives the Titans a window to jump in here and steal the number one seed. Let's hope that Andy Reid has a better kicker plan than Matt Rule did. Yes, he has more lead up time, but still. I don't know that he does. Their kicker this week is going to be Elliot Fry, who has never attempted a kick in an NFL game, has never played in a regular season game. But at least he's kicked at some point prior to 15 minutes before kickoff, is my I mean, point. And, and also important in all this conversation is that the Patriots already beat the Titans as well. So if the Patriots beat the Bills on Sunday, and let's say the Chiefs lose the, the Steelers. Just you know, impos- It's not impossible. Um, it's happening. You would have three 10 and five teams up top. Tennessee would have a real shot at pulling it off, but they would need some help from the Patriots or whoever the Patriots are playing, which is the Dolphins and Jets, which is not ideal. And it'll be interesting to think, interesting to see what we think two and a half, three weeks from now, if the Titans are the number one seed, whether we're like, this is the worst number one seed ever, or, 
oh my God, no defense wants to face Derrick Henry because it could go either way at this point. Like, you just don't know. If the Titans get the one seed and Derrick Henry gets another bye week to rest, the but, Titans are terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't know what Derrick Henry's going to look they like. They beat the Colts twice. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. I mean, that's what well, we just heard the teams they lost to. That's if my point. Titans get the one seed and they get Derrick Henry back. The Titans are terrifying. That's a simple. I mean, it's a simple analysis. We don't know what Derrick Henry looks like. I know he'll be I back. Know he looks like he's huge and he runs fast. But we don't know how healthy he is. Yes, he's back, quote unquote. But AJ Brown and Julio Jones are back, and they look like crap because they weren't a hundred percent healthy. That's AJ Brown, Brown looked okay. He started slow. <laughs> he looked fine at the end. Uh, Cam Akers, by the way, maybe coming back for the Rams. How did Julio Jones look? Yeah, Julio Jones. That trade is looking bad for the. Well, my point is, and AJ Brown missed a ton of time. That's my point. Like, Julio never stepped up and filled the the role. Well, that Ryan, that should like that goes against your point because he missed a ton of time, came back in his first game, and caught 145 yards and a touchdown. That's that's like that's not a bad thing. That he there, he didn't show any rust. Can you read between the lines, Breach? You know, you got a ring finger. I'm not going to marry you. I got mar- what married. I, what am I? What are my nieces pulled that? Uh, pulled that on me on uh, on uh, last night. She goes. You've heard hey, that look. before. You've heard that before, right? No. She goes. She goes. Uh, look. Parentheses. Oh, how how one, yeah. how old is your niece? Uh, fourteen. So Wilson Ooh. is stealing jokes from a fourteen year old. Oh, oh, oh. I have to get my dog real quick. He's banging on the door. I have to Wilson, get my dog on this real little, quick. This uh, it, he's, he's scratching the door. He's all right. Fine. He's all right. Breach. breach. Oh Wise and higher Super Bowl odds. She loved the Titans so much. You taking plus a thousand? What is that? Are the Chiefs plus two hundred there? Chiefs are plus two hundred. The Patriots are looking at Super Bowl odds. If you're just listening, uh, the Patriots to win the AFC are plus four fifty. Bills plus five hundred. I don't know about that. Colts plus nine hundred. Titans plus a thousand. Which one do you like the best there? Well, I would say considering the Titans have four wins against the teams above them on that list, that that is a pretty generous value. I think they're absolutely the best value there. I'm not going to take the Patriots because we saw what happened to Mac Jones against the Colts, and that's literally what happens to rookie quarterbacks every year in the playoffs. We see it all the time. Uh, so I don't think they're going to win the AFC because Mac Jones would either going to melt down the wild card or the divisional round running it 47 times isn't going to work in the playoffs. Um, it is not sexy, but I'm taking the Chiefs. I said after the midpoint weight of the season, I, after I sort of got back on the Chiefs bandwagon, I said they're going to win the division and they're going to win the, the AFC. I still feel that way. Like the Bills plus 500 feels like wasting money. They're the seventh seed as we sit here. Uh, the Bengals plus 1,700. Brinson, where are you at on that for them to win the AFC? Eh, no, I don't think so. Although I do like Joe Burrow in the playoffs. Do you know what's hilarious? Wow. If you look at this AFC value here, the Chiefs were part of Brinson's Super Bowl draft. The Patriots right. were a part of Wilson's Super Bowl draft. The Bills were a part of my Super Bowl draft. So we have the top three, but then all C Rad back there with the next two with the Colts and the Titans. Oh, he got the Titans. I'm trying to remember who had the Titans. Titans at the third round. Dang it. Mm. Yeah, I yeah think well, the, I think the Titans are the best value. I, I mean, Wilson, the Bills were our preseason pick to go to the Super Bowl. I don't hate it. Yeah, they need to get hot. But they're I the seventh seed right the now. Bills? They're not winning the division. Uh, I just don't trust Carson Wentz with the Colts. Because if they get into a game where somebody shuts down Jonathan Taylor, you know, like if they play the Patriots like they did the other day, Belichick is going to look at that film and say, all right, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. Uh, and they did bottle up Jonathan Taylor for most of the game until that, you know, whatever super long touchdown run toward the end that iced it. Um yeah, I guess the Chiefs. Wilson, you just talked to me in the Chiefs, I think. Plus 200. I mean, you know, 
Sprinkle it. You don't really sprinkle two to one. Yeah. Wilson. I do. Brinson has that trademark. You have to do the sprinkle. Oh, yeah. Sprinkle. I'm the, actually, I'm slipping in the ATS, but uh, thanks to Jimmy G, but I can I, th- I thought I was going to catch you when I went like 12 and four last week, but I, I'm still like 10 back. George you was 12 and four sure. last week. Yeah, something you like that. No, you didn't. I don't remember. I was like, just looking at it. No, I'll tell you what you went. You went 10 and six, just like me. <laughs> Same thing. JLC <laughs> uh, went 12 and four. Prisker went 11 and five. Wilson's, uh, He's ha- getting a little precarious. Not really. No? No. I still find seven, seven games on Prisco. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. If Derrick Henry is 100% healthy, which if they make it to the AFC title game, I think the Titans are the best team in the AFC. So I'm if he's gonna, 100%, I 100% agree with you, but I just want to see what he looks like in the first few carries. I'm I'm just going to bet the Titans right now. I think Brinson has about a diarrhea. He just sprinted off the screen pretty quickly. I'm, I'm logging in and betting. How much should I put on Titans? Uh, I need to know Derrick Henry's health. I can't do it. Five dollars. Four dollars. If, if I Four don't know, <laughs> what that five dollars would pay up fifty. Yeah, the Titans. Wilson, you don't like the Titans. It seems like you like are not a. No, I I like them. They're boring. They've always been boring, but they they play well in the playoffs. Okay, well, I'm, my concern is Derrick Henry. I need him to be ninety five plus percent. He can't be out there eighty nine percent. And if he gets God forbid he gets hurt like early in the you know early in the first quarter of his comeback you know like, oh boy here we go Princeton, who you got to win the AFC uh, I mean I think the Chiefs uh, I, I think the Chiefs or the Patriots would be who I would bet on obviously those are the top two favorites I I, I think the Bills if, if the Bills were like closer to 10 to 1 I'd be interested 5 to 1 is, is think about it like this if Buffalo is let's say we think the Patriots um win the division, right? So it means Buffalo is is the five, six, or seven seed. They've got to go on the road and win three straight games to get to the Super Bowl to win the AFC, correct? Yes. I think it's more than likely because of the teams up top, and you're talking about, you know, KC, New England, um, Tennessee, and one of those AFC North teams that the three games they play You'd be better off parlaying them as a money uh, on the money line for the Bills than taking five to one. Here's what I'll say: See what I'm saying? If you think and you feel more than fifty percent confident about this that the Steelers are going to be the banged up Chiefs team, then you might want to take the Bills right now five to one. No, if, if I don't think five to one. If if you told me the Bills were going to, this is why those numbers are the same: the Bills and the Pats. Is that it's basically boils down to do you, who do you think will win the division? I think the Bills are going to beat the Patriots this weekend. Then you would like the five to one, maybe, because they get home. Field. I think that, and I think the Steelers have a chance because of everyone's banged up for the Chiefs, and then that gets the Chiefs to ten and five, and the Bengal, uh, the Bills are then at nine and six. I mean, from I mean, for me, like I would rather if I'm going to take if I think the Patriots are winning the division, then I would rather take the Chargers at sixteen to one than the Bills at five to one. I also yeah. think it's fascinating that every AFC North team, whether it's the Ravens could win it, Bengals could win it, whatever. But they're just completely written off because that that team's going to get a home game in the wild card round, yeah. and so that's some interesting value there. Where you have the Ravens at plus sixteen hundred and the Bengals at plus seventeen hundred, uh, you know that's whatever team you think is going to win. I would say the Bengals are pretty good value at seventeen to one to win the division, to win the conference, to win, to win the conference, just because 
They're a three-point favorite at home against the Ravens. Who only have 13 healthy defensive players. And they, they would uh, theoretically eliminate the Ravens from the division if they beat them. Then they have to play the Browns. So basically, you have to beat the Browns in Week 18, and then you have, you know, uh, what, three games, but but two – I'm trying to think. How's this? One at home? Maybe I guess it depends on who wins, but – like if, if they're upset, you might get two at home, but probably one at home if you're the four seed, which Cincinnati's likely to be. Right. Four seed could theoretically play, I guess, all I mean, the games. Could, could play three home games in theory, sure. It, at which point your 17 to one would feel great because it means <laughs> the one, three, two, and one were knocked off. Yeah. It's, uh, it, look, these future odds have been shrunk dramatically over the last 18 to 24 months. I mean, there's not, you know, like if the, if the Bengals lose to the Ravens, then all of a sudden you feel terrible about that 17 to one ticket. Right. Which is why it's 17 to one. Cause the winner of that game is going to vault up probably into the top five. That's what I was saying about the Patriots and bills. They're basically at the same odds, but those odds are wins, so low that they're not, up. they're not good value. Whereas you're talking about two teams where if you just bet on both of them, to be honest at plus 1,600 and plus 1,700 because one of them is going to vault up after Sunday. Right. If the Bengals beat the Ravens, even, I mean, not even handily, there probably will be uh, 10 to 1 to win the AFC because you'll feel like they're in control of the division. And that's sort of where these odds come from. They, at that point, the Ravens are going to plummet because you're like, will they even make the make the playoffs, you know? So, yeah. Of course, the Ravens are out of the playoffs as we speak right now. All right. any uh, Anything else we need to cover? Chiefs five, are ten and four in the season. They're five and zero oh against the NFC, five and four against AFC teams. Wah, wah, wah. The fun fact. That's a fun fact. Okay, that's it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Santa Claus this- is coming <laughs> to town. Oh, we made it to Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve, everybody. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. It's a little creepy, but whatever. It's a little creepy. But no, keep going. He Um, knows if you've been bad or good. So be good. Actually, you know what we'll do real quick? Get a tiny package. (laughs) (laughs) Dan is delivering all the tiny packages tonight. Hey, Breach. Hey, Breach. What did did Santa Claus bring you for Christmas? Oh, come on, Debo. He's queuing Debo. It's just it's a tiny package. I was wondering what he's doing. Go Tar Heels. <laughs> <laughs> Debo's um, drinking his eggnog and tequila. He doesn't know what's going on anymore. Uh, actually, Clarence, you had a good question. So we're not going to do a before or after show for who do you think wins on uh, Christmas? You can listen to Picks podcast in, in your feed on Friday. Packers and Colts. Uh, yeah, the Packers are winning, and the Colts are winning. That was a that was a good good call there. Packers are winning. Colts are winning. I, I agree on both. Uh, oh, no. That means that one of them's losing. Oh, yeah. man. The freaking NFL Network guys went three for three on San Francisco. I almost flipped back and took Tennessee when that happened. Um, all right. Anyway, we are uh, we are we will be back on Sunday night. Well, of course, we have that. We have recorded the picks pod. It's in the feed for Friday morning. You can also watch it on YouTube now if you're so inclined or at any point. Uh, whenever hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we will not be recording on Christmas. So uh, Merry Christmas to all. We are grateful for all of you wonderful podcast listeners and YouTube viewers. You make uh, this, this job that we do much more enjoyable and uh, man, what a, uh, what a run of professional football we've been on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Christmas. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Uh, check out the pigs feed. 
And uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. See ya.